someone sent me a question what is the difference between a mystic and a master so first of all let's understand what is a mystic mystic is a person who has attained some powers by either purposefully trying to attain them or maybe he was going and looking for the enlightenment looking for liberation and while looking for liberation moksha he or she has attained some powers or they might have understood the mysticism that exists in the universe that is the whole point understanding the universe and the mysticism that it has how many dimensions are there what all happens what all kinds of beings are there there are n number of things that can we can it's a very broad term when we say somebody is a mystic in nowadays in in india or in the world we think of people those who have attained some kind of power as being a mystic but that is not the case always those powers which they may have or may not have they might have attained it by going on the path of liberation because they are the by products of it when some someone becomes a seeker and starts going towards moksha is seeking the moksha or liberation at that time all these things that come all the knowledge all the experiences that a soul has all these are called as all these comes under the category of mysticism one may not have specially looked for them the self realized person someone who is self realized or enlightened they do attain power they do have some kind of they have understood the mysticism that exists in the universe they have understood the mystery that is there in the universe and it the different layers that exist in the different dimensions that exist in uh, universe the different levels of consciousness they have understood all that but they were not looking for it specifically they just got it by looking for moksha but going on that spiritual journey by making that a spiritual journey so that kind of a person is a mystic so if you see from that standpoint all self realized ones and enlightened ones are mystic there's no doubt about it buddha was a mystic mahavira was a mystic there are ramana maharshi was a mystic there are so many n number of people that they were mystic but now when some someone has self realized themselves they may or may not actually be a master why they have attained that liberation after being born so many times they have attained that liberation by dying in this life everything that you call you i me mine everything that we call i me mine that dies in the process so they have attained that self realization that enlightenment by dying the peace the bliss the silence that comes after that is just un- unspeakable 
one may never feel like talking again. That peace, that bliss, the love, that feeling, that being in union with Brahma, the power of self is just too much to even utter a word whole life, let alone be teaching somebody. So many of the self-realized ones, just to stay silent, stay hidden, lost in that, lost in that satchita ananda, lost in that peace, bliss, love and what is, they stay lost in that. There's no need, they don't owe anybody anything. So there's no need to do anything, any, anything else in this world. Some of them, in fact, one in hundreds, will decide to share it. And when they decide to share it, that happens in many ways. There were many gurus, many self-realized ones, which actually never spoke, never uttered a word. Just their presence transformed the other person, transformed the disciple. Ramana Maharshi was a great mystique. His presence was enough to transform you. If one is open and receiving, then his presence was enough. Buddha had a different path. Buddha was a great master. But in order to be a master, he has to go through all those different kinds of austerities that he went. He did all kinds of difficult tortures and sadhanas and tapas. That was being taught to him since childhood that if you are seeking God, do this good, do, don't eat food, fast for so many days and months and weeks in a row, don't sleep. Stay as much naked as possible, wear as many less clothes, have as many less attachments and things around you. So he left the house and he did everything possible that was needed to be done. Then when he ate food, his stomach was full, he slept properly. Then within an, within next couple of days or 24 hours or so, he had enlightenment. But he wouldn't be able to teach people this middle path. That you should stay away from one extreme of doing all those austerities and doing such a harsh tapas using your body. And on the other side, you shouldn't stay 100% immersed in the world as well. So he cultivated that kind of personality. He cultivated his personality, his character. That has to convince the people of that time, people of that era, where you cannot convince a person to fast or not to fast or go away from all the rituals and don't do this and don't do that. You cannot convince people for doing that until unless you show them by living as an example, if you show them that all these things do not work. Don't do that. Don't go to that extreme. So Buddha 
cultivated his personality, tried and tested all these methods by himself. That's when he was able to convince others that no, extremes do not work. You have to find a midway. Same thing happened with Mahavira. Both of them happened in this, at the same time, Buddha and Mahavira. Both were the child from kids from royal families. Their fathers were kings. They belonged to a royal family and all the pleasures were there. Mahavira was the 24th of the Tirthankar. 24th person. So the signs or the teachings that he was about to deliver to the world at that time was already established. He didn't had a time like Buddha where he has to create the entire science and create the entire syllabus to deliver it to the disciples. Mahavira got everything. Mahavira had everything ready. But if he would have been just left the kingdom and tried to convince people, okay, fasting is good. You fast for so many days. You stay silent, you practice mourn, you stay silent for so many days. Imagine it's somebody from the royal family trying to teach you or trying to teach the people of their own kingdom to fast for 12, 12 days in a row. They wouldn't have listened to him. Today, if a rich person comes and tries to tell you to live in, the, live in a hut, then what will you say? You will say, yeah, it's easy for you to, you know, say like that. We have been living in a hut and living in without a lot of pleasures and fulfillment in the life. So you have no idea what that feels like. You wouldn't listen. You won't feel convinced. But if a person himself stays for 12 years in silence, then he comes and tells you to stay silent or practice mourn for 12 days. You will see some truth in that. You will listen to him. When he fasted for two months, then he was able to convince people that you can, you should fast. It's good. This is what it does. Fasting does this. All the austerities and all the things and all kinds of tapas and all kinds of things that he was telling, asking people to do. He tried and he cultivated his personality accordingly. You cannot be a king of king or you know prince of somewhere and try to preach people. You have to cultivate a personality. So a master is someone who after the self-realization or during the self-realization has a flair for teaching. That is one thing. And he cultivates his personality accordingly. He has a personality which can teach. Not everybody, not all self-realized ones have that. They, and they do not owe anybody. They do not, they are not obligated to do so. But some do. Some do feel that they should share it with the world, what they have felt, how they went about that path. Now, if we take the case of Ramana Maharshi, Ramana Maharshi was more of a mystique and less of a master. Why? His presence was enough to transform you. Everything was enough. 
but the enquiry of who am I? It's only can, it only can start when you have renounced the world from your mind. Even to reach at the stage from where that enquiry starts, take lifetime. It takes lifetime to reach that state from where that inquiry starts. It's like a college syllabus, you know, university syllabus. Now you can, not everybody here is at the same level. Not every soul has experienced the same amount of pain and same amount of, doesn't have consciousness, similar kind of consciousness level. Everybody is at a different level. Some people are kindergartners here when it comes to consciousness, level of consciousness. Some people here are primary or elementary school kind of people. Some are really serious ones, college pass outs. You cannot give just one syllabus to everybody. But who am I inquiry was given to all those who came to Ramana Maharshi. He stayed in Samadhi for, for a very long time. It's a great mistake, but less of a master. Buddha and Mahavira, they went and did everything that they could to teach anybody, even a lay disciple. Somebody who is not at the stage of understanding a university syllabus, they were able to help him pass kindergarten. That's what a teacher is, right? A true teacher will never say, oh no, I will only answer questions from college students and I can only teach college students. You cannot say like that. You can teach a kindergartner, you can teach him how to cross that level. You can teach a fifth grader or fifth standard, fifth year student and say, okay, you pass that grade. When we help society or people at a large and help each and every one, from one level to pass and go from one level to the another, wherever they are. That one is a true master. That is the difference between being a mystic and being a master. A master will always be a mystic, but a mystic may or may not be a master, may not be a guru. 